to Building Stronger Creatives, a fitness podcast for musicians, artists, nerds, and former misfits. I'm a former out-of-shape professional musician turned personal trainer and nutrition coach to hundreds of clients, and I'll give you no-nonsense information about what it really takes to get and stay fit within the context of a creative life. Here, you'll find practical advice on strength and endurance training, sane and simple nutrition, habit building, and time management tools to help you make lifestyle changes that actually stick. Most fitness coaches have no clue what it really means to be a creative, whether you're a professional or a passionate hobbyist. I'm different. I've been where you are, and I share your values. Let me show you how you can use the gym to build a kick-ass creative life. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to episode 55 of Building Stronger Creatives. I'm your host, Caroline Juster, and today we're going to talk about how to build a better, stronger deadlift. A couple months ago, I did an episode on how to build a better, stronger squat, and in that episode, I promised that I would do more episodes about other lifts, and so today I am following through on that promise, and we're going to talk about deadlifts. Now, the deadlift used to be one of my favorite exercises. When I was first getting into lifting weights seriously, it was the exercise that I had the most like natural talent for, I guess you could say. Every week when I came to the gym, I would be able to set a new PR. I would put another five pounds on the bar, another 10 pounds on the bar. And within a few months of seriously lifting weights, I was at 225 pounds for my deadlift, which is two 45 pound plates on each side of the bar if you're not familiar with gym math. And this was a really big deal for me. It was super motivating. I was having a ton of fun. And I continued to really push my barbell deadlift as I trained more seriously for powerlifting. I've shared before on this podcast, but the early days of my lifting journey, after the phase where I was like writing body parts down on note cards and just going to the gym and doing random shit all the time, but the early phase of serious training for me was all about the sport of powerlifting. I was exposed to this because a personal trainer that my mom worked with back in Omaha for many years was a powerlifter, and he and other people at his gym did powerlifting. He shared powerlifting resources. He had my mom working on some of the powerlifts as well, like bench press and deadlift, and I just thought, wow, this is super cool. How awesome is it to be able to move all this weight, especially someone like me who was so out of shape and felt so insecure and weak, honestly, for so long. And so I really dove into powerlifting and I spent a lot of time on it and maybe like the first year of lifting culminating in a powerlifting meet that I did. It was somewhere in Ohio. I don't remember where. I know we drove there from Chicago and it was in 2014 toward the end of my senior year at Northwestern. And at that meet, I was able to set what is still my all-time deadlift PR. So my personal record, the heaviest weight that I've ever deadlifted, which was 150 kilos, which I should have done the math before, but I think is, let's see, 150 times 2.2, about 330 pounds. (laughs) So I pulled 315 many times, actually. 315 is 345 pound plates on each side. But being able to set that 330 pound, 150 kilo deadlift record at that meet was really, really fun. And actually on Facebook somewhere, I have a picture of me pulling that weight. Maybe I'll make it the tile for this episode. So I 
had a lot of fun getting better at deadlifting. I was moving a lot of heavy weights, but as I got a little bit older, I realized that some of the habits that I had built weren't really great. And although I was able to muscle up my deadlift, perhaps I wasn't putting myself in the best position to feel good and be successful long term. So I really started diving in deeper into deadlift form. You know, what is good deadlift form? How is it different for different people? And I also around this time began seriously coaching other people. And one thing that I quickly learned as a coach is that the hip hinge, which is the movement pattern that is responsible for the deadlift, along with other exercises like kettlebell swings and good mornings, is a very challenging pattern for a lot of people to learn. And so I had to get creative, I had to really study and experiment and have a lot of different techniques and cues and strategies to help my clients with their own hip hinge. I also quickly realized that not everybody is cut out to do this heavy barbell deadlifting from the floor, the kind of thing that you have to do in a powerlifting meet or the kind of thing that a lot of people are just doing at the gym because they think that it's badass, which it is. Um, You know, there are a lot of other ways to train this movement pattern that will work better potentially for a lot of body types. And so I started using different types of deadlifts with my clients. And over the years, I've just gained like a really big toolbox for coaching deadlifts, helping people with their form, helping people program the lift and making sure that when people are deadlifting, they feel good. They get that strong feeling. They feel like a badass, but they're not, you know, throwing out their back or doing something else that makes them feel not so great for the rest of their life. So in today's episode, I want to share eight of my top tips for building a bigger, better, stronger deadlift. And these tips are going to apply to people of all different ability levels. So I'm going to start with some tips for people that are new to lifting or maybe people that feel like they don't know what the hell they're doing when they try to go deadlift. I'm going to share some specific tips about form that I think are really helpful. I'm also going to share some alternative ways to deadlift if barbell deadlifting from the floor just isn't working for you. And then lastly, I'll share one of my favorite programming strategies to help you lift more weight with your deadlift. So let's get into it. The first tip that I recommend that you do before you start barbell deadlifting heavy weight especially pulling a barbell from the floor, is making sure that you know how to hip hinge. So as I mentioned just a few moments ago, a hip hinge is a movement pattern that involves a little bit of bending at your knees, really reaching your hips back behind you, and very little movement at your ankles. Now, when you do a hip hinge, if I'm looking at you from the side, your body's basically moving backward and forward versus the squat where you're moving up and down. So it's a little bit different. Most people are gonna feel more hamstrings, which are the big muscles on the back of your upper leg, and maybe more butt, glutes, with a hip hinge than they would for a squat. Now, everybody's hip hinge is gonna look a little bit different, and a hip hinge for like an RDL, which I'm gonna talk about in a second, is a little different from a hip hinge where you're deadlifting a weight from the floor. But nevertheless, if you're not able to do this movement, so first of all, if you have no idea what I'm talking about as I explain this, or if you have a really hard time reaching your hips back without rounding your lower back, or if you're just always squatting and you can't figure out how to make this other movement pattern look distinct, I suggest spending some time working on drills and working on other hip hinging movements before you go to the bar. Now, I sometimes use strength standards with my clients, but I I don't want to like gatekeep and tell you like you can't barbell deadlift unless you can do XYZ. I'm just suggesting that you consider this stuff so that you can put yourself in a good position at the gym and you're not going to, you know, 
feel awkward, feel like you don't know what you're doing, potentially put yourself at risk for injury. So the first thing that I recommend is making sure you can do a hip hinge pattern. A really simple drill that you can use is standing in front of a wall a few inches, so your back is facing the wall, bending your knees slightly, and then trying to reach your butt back to touch the wall. Again, not squatting, so trying not to move up and down too much, but trying to really reach backward. If you're struggling to do this without rounding your back a lot, if you have access to a broomstick or a PVC pipe, or if you're at home, honestly, like a mop, like a Swiffer or something like that, hold it on your spine. So you want three points of contact. You want the top of the broomstick on the back of your head. You want the middle uh, middle top in the middle of your shoulder blades. And then you want the bottom on your tailbone, on your butt. And what you want to do is to go through this movement again, where you're bending your knees a little, reaching your hips back, trying not to lose any of those points of contact on the broomstick. Those are some really simple drills. If you're unsure of this and you want more help, just send me a DM and I will send you some specific videos of what I'm talking about. Next, what I suggest is using a couple of movements to build some strength in this pattern before going to a heavy bar. Personally, if I'm working with a client, I don't like to have people doing any type of bar deadlift that's under 95 pounds, and that would be 25 pounds on each side of the bar. So until people are strong enough to do that, I would rather have them work on these other two movements that I'm going to share. Now, if you don't have any other equipment, like all you have is a barbell, you know, you got to use what you got to use. But I think that building up strength, getting stronger with these other two movements until you can successfully deadlift 95 pounds is just a better place to start. So what are these two movements? The first one is a dumbbell Romanian deadlift. From now on, I'm just going to say RDL for short. And RDL is a, like a true hip hinge movement. And what I mean by that is, yes, you have a little bend in your knees, but mostly you're bending your hips, flexing them as much as you can by reaching your butt back behind you, keeping your chest nice and tall, and you should feel a big stretch in your hamstrings. I like RDLs because you don't have to go all the way to the floor. Most people are going to lower the dumbbells to about just below their knees or maybe mid shin. And this requires like less core strength, less hip mobility. It's just easier to get in position. So it's a really good way to build some good hip hinge skills and to build some strength in your hamstrings and your glutes and even your core and your grip, like your forearm muscles, before you go to a heavy barbell. The other exercise that I really love for teaching the deadlift, if you have access to heavier kettlebells, is the kettlebell deadlift. Again, the weight is gonna be a little lighter, And it's just easier to practice and set up with a kettlebell, especially if we're using talking like going from a kettlebell to a straight barbell. Uh, the barbell is going to be a lot more technical. The kettlebell is just a little easier for most people to get into position. So with the kettlebell deadlift, you're going to stand over a kettlebell. You want it like right beneath you, not out in front of you. You're going to bend your knees a little. You're going to reach your hips back until you can grab the handle of the kettlebell with straight arms. Then you want to think, break that handle in half. Or alternatively, I like to think, smash an orange in my armpits. So I'm pulling my shoulders down and squeezing my arms against my sides. And then you're just going to go big push through your legs. Now, I'm going to review all these cues actually in a second when I talk more about the barbell deadlift. But The kettlebell deadlift is super simple. Um, one of the gyms that I train clients at, we have kettlebells that go up to 100 pounds. I think we have like 50 pounds and then we have 28, 
maybe 32, 36 kilos, and then 100 pounds. So if we have a new client, what we'll do is we'll just have them work their way up. And a lot of times people will get to that 100 pound kettlebell within a couple of weeks of training, and then they're ready to move to the trap bar. So I'm not necessarily saying that you need to like kettlebell deadlift forever. I do have a few clients, especially older people or people that have some sort of um, serious mobility limitation. They just stick with the kettlebell. But like if you're really wanting to go to the barbell, you don't need to spend a ton of time here, but just practicing the deadlift with a little lighter weight with the kettlebell, using the RDL to build your hip hinge is going to set you up for more success when you do go to the bar. Okay, so let's say now that you have graduated, you're ready to lift with the bar. I'm going to share three of my favorite form cues that I think make a huge difference. Um, the first one is that you want to learn to use your lats, which are like big muscles on the side of your middle and upper back. There are a few ways that you can think about this. You can think about when you're grabbing the bar with your hands, trying to like rip the bar in half. So if you imagine you're holding the bar like with your hands and the bar straight and you're trying to snap it in half, that pulling toward, down toward the outside of your hands is going to help lock your shoulders into the right position and turn on those important back muscles. Personally, a cue that I prefer, as I just mentioned, is the smashing an orange in your armpits. Both of these cues really accomplish the same thing. They create some torque in your shoulder joint, they pull your shoulders down away from your ears, and they turn on your lats. Now, why is all of this important? As you're going to deadlift, something that's really crucial is keeping the bar as close to your body as you can. Especially when you go heavier, if the bar starts to get out in front of your legs, it's going to pull your back into like an extra rounded position, or it's just going to make it much harder to complete the lift because the leverage is not great. It's harder to stand up with that heavy bar if you are farther away from it. So learning to use your lats and pulling the bar close to you is going to make it easier to use good form and to complete the lift. Sometimes people really struggle with this. If you ever film yourself deadlifting and or you just feel like your hips rise first and then your shoulders rise, there's a good chance that you're struggling with this particular issue. Sometimes just focusing on that cue will help, either breaking the bar in half or smashing an orange in your armpits. A drill that I sometimes use with people that you can try yourself is to take like a light resistance band set up your deadlift in front of a power rack. You're going to tie one end of the resistance band to the barbell, like right in the middle of the bar, and then the other end to the power rack. And you want to pull the bar far enough away from the rack that the band is pulling it away from you. So this just provides some extra feedback because now you really have to fight to pull that bar in and keep it close or else the band is going to pull the barbell out of your reach. So that's a simple drill. Of course, you would want to use less weight than you normally would for your deadlift, but that's something that you can use to help with this. One other thing I'll mention is that the straight arm pull down exercise where you're in a hinge position and using either some sort of a cable with a straight bar or a resistance band and pulling with straight arms, your hands from above your head down to your legs. I like that exercise a lot because it's a similar body position and it helps you build this particular type of lat strength. So if you're really struggling to like feel your back, upper back working, to keep the bar close to you when you deadlift, use the band drill, use straight arm pull downs in your workout and that will help. The next form cue that I wanna mention is that you really want to take the slack out of the bar before you pull. So this is a little difficult to explain um, just with words, but I'll do my best. So if you have your bar loaded up on the ground, you've got your heavy bumper plates on each side, 
if you just kind of pull on the bar, it sort of has some wiggle to it. Like the way the barbell is designed is that the middle part of the bar can kind of rise and fall slightly against the ends. And we don't want that slack to be there when we start to pull because it kind of jerks us out of our setup. So when you are grabbing the bar, you're going to sit your hips down slightly. So you don't want your hips like so high that your back is parallel with the floor. You want to sit down slightly, you want to pull your chest up, and you want to pull against the bar without actually pulling the bar off the ground. I like to think of it as kind of wedging myself against the bar. So you're creating some tension. It's almost like your legs are a spring. If you imagine a spring and you have it between your hands and you push this down on the spring, there's that tension that's built up there. And then when you're ready to lift, that tension is going to rebound in the opposite direction and help you push off the floor. So if you're doing your deadlift and you just kind of go really quickly to set up and you stand up and you have that sort of jerky reaction against the bar, you didn't do a good job of taking the slack out of the bar. Take your time when you're setting up, especially if you're going for a heavy lift. Again, grab the bar. Use your lats like we talked about in the previous tip. So break the bar handle. You're going to sit your hips back and pull your chest up while keeping your arms straight, just creating that built up tension. And then you're going to initiate your pull. That tip can make a huge difference, especially if you struggle to just get the bar off the floor. The final form tip that I'll give you about deadlifts is that I think that the best cue for deadlifting is push. Push with your legs, push off the floor, push your legs through the floor, whatever variation of that resonates with you. I think a lot of people think about pulling the bar off the floor. Some of this is because of like uh, the way we organize workouts. So for example, a deadlift is considered a pulling exercise. It's often done on a pull day. A lot of people think of it as training their back, but I don't think the pull cue is particularly helpful for getting the bar off the floor. And sometimes it can put you in a bad position to pull. Instead, like I said, create that tension, sit down slightly, and then big push through your legs. Push all the way until your legs are straight and just keep, you know, keep pushing throughout the whole rep on the way up. No matter what type of deadlift you're doing, whether you're using a kettlebell, a straight barbell, a trap bar, that push cue is really going to help you move heavier weights. So just keep that in mind. If there's only one thing you say to yourself when you're starting to pull, like after you've done your setup, just tell yourself push. I am always, I don't want to say yelling, that sounds mean, but I'm often encouraging my clients being like push, you know, big push when they're trying to get that rep. It really does make a huge difference. So the next few tips are about choosing the deadlift that's right for you. So earlier I talked about using a kettlebell as a kind of training tool to go to the barbell. But I also want to mention that using a barbell from the floor is not your only option when it comes to deadlifting. In fact, the only people that have to do this are people who want to compete in powerlifting. For everyone else, it's totally fine and even a better choice to modify the exercise slightly so it works well with your body type. There are a couple of things that I use all the time. The first is elevating the bar. So some people, especially people who don't have great hip mobility or people who are really tall, have a hard time getting down to 
where the bar sits on the floor. It just requires more mobility. And to be honest, this height is kind of arbitrary based on the size of your plates. Like there's no law of physical training or fitness that says this height is the ideal height for your deadlift. It's just the way that it works because of how our equipment is designed. So one thing that really helps, especially if you're rounding your back a lot or you just feel like you can't quite get down to the bar with ease, is elevating it off the floor. Now, depending on what you have access to at your gym, there are a few ways you can do this. Some gyms have boxes that are specifically built for this purpose. That's probably the best option because they're usually totally flat and easy to stack. Other times you might need to use weight plates. This could be other bumper plates, which are those big round like rubber plates, or it could be metal weight plates. Stack them on the floor until you get to your desired height, and then you want them to be sitting under the bumper plates that you have on the bar. So if you've got 135, which is a 45-pound plate on each side of a standard bar, you could put an additional 45-pound bumper flat on the floor under each of those weights just to raise the bar a few inches. Now you're going to be having an easier time to get down to the bar. Potentially your back's going to feel better. There's really nothing wrong with this. Even if you deadlift from the floor, there's some advantage to doing this sometimes to train in different positions, to overload the lift because you'll probably be able to move a little bit more weight. I definitely encourage you to experiment to see if this makes your deadlift feel better. The next thing that I strongly encourage you to try if you have access to one of these is to deadlift with a trap bar. The trap bar is your friend. So a trap bar is sometimes called a hex bar. They make different designs. The standard one is like a bar. I think it's, it is shaped like a hexagon, but it kind of depends. And it's enclosed and you stand in the middle. So instead of holding the weights like in front of you, the weights are held at your sides. Now, some gyms now have trap bars that are actually open on one end, so it's the same shape, but instead of being fully enclosed, one side is just open. And these are great for doing other exercises like um, a chest-supported row on a bench or doing some lunges or things like that. It doesn't really affect your deadlift at all. The nice thing about a trap bar, two things. First of all, it's a lot easier for most people to get in position because the high handles on the trap bar are a little higher off the floor than a typical barbell sits, usually. It does depend on the bar. So you get the benefits already of elevating the bar without even necessarily having to elevate the bar, although you could still elevate it if you're using a trap bar. It's also a more shoulder-friendly variation because when you grab the trap bar, your palms are facing in in what we call a neutral grip. And the neutral grip feels better in a lot of people's shoulders. It's a little less technical and a little easier to keep that good upper body tension if you're not used to using a straight bar. You might not be able to lift as much weight ultimately with a trap bar, especially if you're like really strong uh, because your grip might give out and there's no option to use a mixed grip, which is where you have one palm facing ahead and one behind. But I think a lot of people or for a lot of people, I should say that trap bar deadlift is probably their most ideal heavy hip hinge exercise. This is the exercise that I've gravitated toward using myself, even though, like I said, I used to do a lot of straight bar deadlifting from the floor. Uh, the trap bar just feels better for me these days. And for most of my clients that are doing barbell deadlifting, trap bar is where we live. Now, not everybody. Some people use a variety of tools. Some people prefer the barbell, but for a lot of people, the trap bar is just going to feel the best. It's going to be the easiest to just get after it and not worry as much about some of the technical details. So if you have one at your gym, I definitely encourage you to try it and it might be a good fit for you as well.
The seventh tip that I want to provide, seventh and eighth, I should say, are some programming tips. So one thing that I really love with deadlifts is something called cluster sets. Now, a cluster set is a set, a longer set that's divided up into smaller mini sets. So instead of doing eight reps in a row, you might do four reps and then take a rest and then do four reps. I like this for deadlifting because personally, when we're talking about barbell or trap bar deadlifting, I don't love to do high rep sets. Probably eight reps is the most I'll do continuously with people. And the reason why is that people's form just tends to break down and I feel like the risk starts to become greater than the reward. However, there is definitely benefit to doing more volume at a heavier weight, or maybe people either like they have a mental hang up or their grip gives out or something, and they could probably do more reps, but for some reason they're not able to string them all together. Using a cluster is a really great option to get in more reps at a higher weight without it feeling quite as taxing. So what I suggest is doing anywhere from like two to four, maybe five reps, and then putting the bar down completely taking a rest anywhere from 10 to 30 seconds and then doing another cluster. Occasionally I'll do cluster like three clusters, like maybe I'll do three to four reps, rest, three to four reps, three to four reps, but, but usually I do two clusters for deadlifts and I think that that tends to work well. So this is a really great strategy if you're kind of stuck at a weight and you can't move past it, or if you wanna do more volume but you don't feel great doing those longer sets. The last thing that I'll say is that if you wanna build a stronger deadlift, Yes, it's important to practice deadlifting, but you also probably need to get stronger away from the bar. So the main, I mean, deadlifting is totally a full body exercise, but the main muscles that you're using are going to be your hamstrings, your glutes, your core muscles, including your lower back and your upper back, your lats, also your grip strength. So if you're struggling to get the bar off the floor, I would do more other hinge exercises. I would also maybe do some more squats and leg press and stuff to build your quads a little bit as well. If you're struggling to lock out your deadlift, like you can get it off the floor, but then you can't finish it, doing more glute strengthening exercises will help, including other hip hinges like Romanian deadlifts. All of that stuff where you're focusing on fully extending your hips will help you with your deadlift. If grip is an issue, lots of loaded carries, hanging variations, and then just doing other heavy training where you're holding weights. Using dumbbells is a really great way to build grip strength. Um, if your back is rounding a lot or you're having some issues with your core, build a stronger core using a whole variety of core exercises, but especially things like planks, dead bugs, um, heavy loaded carries, those types of things. So again, practicing your deadlift, tweaking your form will help, but at a certain point, you might also just need to get stronger, in which case build your hamstrings, build your glutes, maybe build your quads as well, core and grip and lats. <laughs> so it's a lot of things, but training away from your deadlift and getting stronger in those muscles will help you with your deadlift. So I know this is a lot of information, but I hope that no matter where you're at in your training journey, you have something here that can help you. To summarize eight of my top tips for building a bigger, stronger deadlift, number one, make sure you know how to hip hinge. Use drills if you're really unsure of your body position, and then build some basic hip hinge strength with movements like dumbbell RDLs and kettlebell deadlifts. Number two, learn to use your lats. Focus on breaking the bar in half with your hands or smashing an orange in your armpits. Number three, take the slack out of the bar before you pull. Make sure you sit back and get your chest up and then 
create that tension in your whole body that you can kind of explode out of when it's time to pull. There should be no jerking movement in the bar at the start of your pull. My fourth tip is to push. Push with your legs. A deadlift, yes, is a pulling exercise, but the initial movement comes from pushing. Focusing on pushing tends to be a more helpful cue than pulling the bar off the floor. Number five is to elevate the bar as needed. There's no rule that says you have to deadlift from the floor unless you intend to compete in a powerlifting meet. Place bumper plates or boxes under the bar to get it to the height that feels good for you. Number six is use a trap bar if you have one. I've found that the trap bar tends to be the most um, easily accessible deadlift variation for the most number of people. So if you've never used one and you have one, give it a shot and see how it feels. If you don't have one, don't worry about it. Number seven, make sure uh, to, actually this is number eight, but make sure to use lots of accessory and other exercises to build strength away from the deadlift. If you're struggling with your lift, yes, practicing the deadlift is important, but also building overall strength will help. And then what was supposed to be number seven, but I just made number eight is to use cluster sets. So I don't love to do more than six to eight reps of a deadlift at the time. And eight is pushing it, to be honest. Usually I'm using sets of three to five. And if you want to do more volume at a heavier weight, you can break your longer set up into shorter mini sets with a rest in between, and that will help you. So I hope this episode was helpful. I hope it was interesting. Deadlifts are super fun. They're super empowering. I think it's one of the most exciting things that you can do at the gym, and I want to give you some tools to make it a good experience for you. As always, if you have questions about this episode, I mentioned earlier that if you want to see the hip hinge drills that I mentioned, or if you have a request for a future episode or a guest you'd like me to speak with, you can always send me a DM on Instagram. I'm super responsive and I really love to hear from you. My handle is just my name, at Caroline with an I, Juster, J-U-S-T-E-R. Thank you so much for being here and I will see you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Building Stronger Creatives. If something you heard resonated with you, I would love for you to share this episode with someone else who might enjoy it. I also always appreciate comments, ratings, and reviews. These things help me get the word out to other creatives who could benefit from this type of information. See you back on the next episode. Until then, stay curious, stay passionate, and stay strong. Oh, 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 oh,